get ready to peel back the layers of fruity goodness with It's Bananas, the podcast where we build an appetite for juicy living and pleasure, fun, joy, and connection await with each succulent bite. It's deep, it's delicious, and it's bananas. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snack Time here on It's Bananas. This is Becky, also known as the Fruit Maven. Today, we're going to look at what's on my mind, what's on my table, and who's at my table. I am thrilled to be joined virtually today by Allison, a beautiful friend who I met through my love and joy of BTS. And then we also discovered that we have a few other overlapping loves. Allison, feel free to say hello and introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Allison. I said I am a big fan of a lot of things. So I feel like there's lots of areas where our interests can overlap. I love planners, BTS boy love dramas, yoga, quilting, crafting, cats. I'm a therapist by day and somehow manage all of that thanks to my planners. So we're going to talk about planners today because at some point this year, and I don't actually remember how this happened particularly, but Alice and I started chatting about planners and then started sending pictures back and forth of our daily Planner. So we both decorate them mm-hmm. periodically, mm-hmm. not a hundred percent of the time, but sometimes. And I think we just send ones that we particularly like, where it's like, oh, the stickers worked out today. So we've been sending those back and forth. And then recently, I think you bought a bunch of new planners and you had posted about that. And I messaged you basically to say, I want a new planner. I've been using the same one for the last couple months. I mean, last couple years, and I want something new. I just know I don't want this. So long story short, Allison started asking me questions, and I ended up in my inbox with a personal PowerPoint. Let me first say, I've never received a personal PowerPoint. I have my hands on my heart because it touched me so much. I didn't know that receiving a personal PowerPoint would mean so much to me. I think I texted you right after and was like, is it normal to cry while looking at a PowerPoint about planners? (laughs) You were probably just crying at the pictures of V. (laughs) Correct. Also that. So she filled with, in addition to planner recommendations, she filled the PowerPoint with photos of V, who is my bias or my favorite in BTS. It was the best. One of the first slides in there was titled Exploring Joy. And I just thought we have to come on to It's Bananas and talk about how planners make our lives infinitely better. Yes. However, before we get too far into planners and we are going to go far in and all the joy they bring us, I want to talk about what's on our table. So I will say I haven't 100% nailed down like what format works for guests, but I am taking a cue from our BTS love, which is Minyoon Gi, one of the members, which happens to be Allison's bias mm-hmm. or favorite mm-hmm. for those who don't know the word bias. He does a YouTube show called Sushwata and he has guests on and then he has the guest bring him a, ve- a beverage and then they share it and they talk about it a little bit and then they go on and talk about whatever it is that's on their mind. So I thought that since I truly believe tasting fruit can bring us closer to ourselves and also to each other, that that's one way I could do it is invite guests. And have you bring on a fruit and I'll try to get it the same over here and we can experience together or as much as we can with me in California and you in the Midwest. Yeah. (laughs) So what fruit did you bring or choose and why did you choose it? I brought a pear, specifically a sand pear. 
I don't know how the pair came up other than pairing planners and finding the right one for you. And then I think we both had the pear thought at the same time. It's one of my favorite fruits and it's semi-accessible in the Midwest. I'm talking like I have no access to fresh fruits and vegetables. This is not true. I am very fortunate. I don't live in like a produce like desert, but in the Midwest in November, it's not plentiful. (laughs) So I was lucky enough. I went to my local Vietnamese market and they had a couple different pear varieties and I chose the sand pear for today. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So I also went looking for the sand pear. I, as I've talked about before on the podcast, have no trouble getting any kind of fruit. So I figured I could find it. I will say I went looking for the sand pear, but we, I did a little research before, and it seems like the words, the phrase sand pear is kind of a catch-all phrase for Asian pears, mm-hmm. but they did specifically have one at the Asian market I went to called sand pear, and it looks exactly the same as yours. So I cut mine already, but oh. yeah, yours is more yellow. This is quite a bit. So we're holding them up for each other. They're quite round. Yeah. Unlike, so European pears are more of the traditional pear shape, narrow at the top, like kind of fat at the bottom. These are more like a fat apple or like a bigger than an apple and a pale yellow color. Yeah, mine looks um, like a, what are those apples called? The, like the golden apples or something. I don't know. You can Like tell a big golden delicious. Yeah. You can tell I cook a lot. <laughs> like this is fruit. <laughs> Is this fruit and not vegetable? Good job. <laughs> we are off to an excellent start. Also, the so irony yeah, there was- of me being vegetarian for 27 years is not lost on me. So My daughter is also vegetarian and she likes to tell people all the time that does not mean I only eat vegetables. It's true. So sand pears, I couldn't find a lot specific to them. It looks like it's a Chinese variety specifically. I think sand pears are just like a cute name for the sandy texture. Like maybe all sand pears are Asian pears, but not all Asian pears are sand pears. But look, I don't know that for a fact. Because there was specifically the sand pear at the store. I will say my store had 17 because I counted them 17 kinds of pears. And because it was an Asian grocery store, probably 13 of those were different types of Asian pears and only four were European pears. Oh my goodness. And the European pears, there was like... So the Asian pears was like Shinko, 20th century, like real names. And the European pears were like red pear, <laughs> which I think you had too, which just makes me laugh. Yeah. Okay. Should we try it? Yeah, let's do it. Does yours have a, a scent or a smell? It does. It mm, It's kind of earthy smelling. In a, good- a little bit earthy. Maybe sweet. Mm-hmm. A tiny bit sweet. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be crunchy. I will edit out the crunchy sound. So no one, it's not, it's never chewing ASMR. That is not what we're doing around here. So are we, are we just going in? What are your thoughts? So the peel is a little bit dry. I could do without the peel. I don't hate it or anything, but it's a little bit dry. So like apple peel is a little more waxy and maybe I'm used to that. This is kind of just a dry, I'm just aware of the peel a little bit, but the fruit itself is really juicy pretty it's it's a little bit sweet it's not overwhelmingly sweet it's kind of nice it almost feels like it has a I don't know, caramel or butterscotch like some kind of 
toasty taste to it. It's subtle, but I really like it. How about yours? What does it taste like? Um, Mine is also super juicy, which is a pleasant surprise. I don't really pay attention to the skin. Like it doesn't, it doesn't register one way or the other. Mine, aside from like, oh, there's some sweet texture happening, has almost no flavor. And that may be because I live in Nebraska. (laughs) I will say, I think I'm being generous. Like there's not a lot of flavor happening. Yeah, for sure. I think it's very, very subtle. It's a, it's a lot more texture and juice than flavor. Do you like European pears a lot? I like. I would say I like, broadly speaking, the flavor of European pears, but maybe the texture of this Ooh. these Asian pear better. I would say that I do like pears. So fun fact, I don't really get along well with apples. So if I'm given a choice between a pear and an apple, I will choose a pear because my body just likes them. Like apples do weird things to my head. Like it makes it fuzzy. Interesting. And my body just doesn't like them. Not that I'm allergic, but they're just like, no, thank you. This was not great. But they're great vehicles for peanut butter, which is my all-time favorite thing ever. So I'm like, oh, I need peanut butter. I guess I'll eat an apple. But I prefer pears. I wouldn't necessarily reach for this one. I would want the red organic pear that I found at the grocery store over this one. Although this would be good with peanut butter, I feel like. Like I've not, I wouldn't say pear peanut butter is a common pairing. I feel like I'm going to use the word pear a lot. Oh, you have peanut butter with you. Okay, let's try it. Go for it. Let's pair it right now. Let's pair this pear. Let's try this. You don't keep I think peanut butter next to you at all times. <laughs> Turns out I don't, actually. Mm. It's good. So we're getting a thumbs up on the peanut butter pear pairing. Yeah. That's great. So now you don't have to have fuzzy head and you can have your vehicle for peanut butter. This is great. This is this was worth it coming on the podcast. <laughs> I'm done here. Did we just change your life? We're on It's Bananas? Maybe we should just call it right now. <laughs> this is all I needed. Now I don't have to have fuzzy forehead anymore. So That's amazing. Yeah. Problem solved. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. A path to joy, no matter what, but we'll find our way. So I was my birthday a couple weeks and my daughter actually gave me a sticker sheet of pears, pear stickers. It was the European kind. It didn't have 17 pears on it, but it did have, I don't know, like 12. I mean, it had a lot of different colors and types of pears and I loved it as a present because it combined... I like well. First of all, I like gifts. Like if we ever want to talk love languages on some other thing, mine is gifts. Everyone poo-poos that one. Like I'm vain and selfish, but I will argue it's legit. So it part of it is because I feel seen by people, and so my kid gives me these pear stickers, which is a, such a simple thing, but it captured my love of fruit, my joy at playing with stickers, and then like she knows that I used stickers in my planner in the morning. So it was just like this cute little thing. Like I carve out this time in the morning by myself and she's seen that for years. And like I also love that she chose pears because there's that phrase that things can go pear shaped, mm-hmm. which means that things go wrong or sideways. And I don't think this is why she chose it in any way. For me, in using it in my journal Life goes pear-shaped all the time, and there isn't a whole lot I can do about that. But little things like eating pears with my friends or putting pear stickers on my journal help me connect with the idea that things can be pear-shaped, but they can also be perfect. Just let me have that 
I'm going to try to make terrible puns in every single episode. So there's a lot of joy in just accepting that. So I want to go back to our PowerPoint and talk about what's on our mind, which again, best personal PowerPoint. Well, it's the only personal PowerPoint, but I have a feeling it will be the best of my whole life. So question for you, why do you think planners are a perfect pair for joy? Well, I think there's several reasons. I think, and I'm just going to go go down the, the bullet points that I have. Yes, yeah, she made bullets. Yeah. Beautiful bullet points. Let's do it. The first one is I think that it can help you see patterns of what is working and what isn't. And you can then lean more into the what is working and hence bring more joy into your life. There's a couple of ways to do this. I think there's probably more, but a couple come to mind is one, which is very common in the planner world is like habit tracking and mood tracking. So you like say every day, this is what I'm doing. Like I'm reading or I'm, you know, getting this much water, getting this much sleep, like whatever. Same goes for mood tracking. And then the other way is to just sort of like look at your week as a whole and see what is working in that and what isn't and doing like, oh, I noticed this and this brought me a lot of joy. So I'm going to start making more time for that. And that's sort of the way that my planners lean towards. I'm not a big tracker person. They, although they bring me anxiety, I just don't find them helpful. Like inevitably I stop doing them at some point most of the time. And then it's just like, why worry about that negative self-talk of like, oh, I should have kept going or whatever. I just bypass that all and just look at what is working for me. And that is one way that planners can help bring in more joy. I notice patterns too. So I don't use a lot of habit trackers or mood trackers. I, I've i tried. I just didn't, it, it didn't click for me. I do a daily drawing in my planner or in my journal every day. And then I do various things like I like it lists where I just write down all the things I'm liking right now. And then also my wins or places where I've been brave. And sometimes I'll flip back through my book and especially my daily drawings. I'll sometimes find because I draw usually, not always, but usually faces of girls. And I'll see like, oh, they've been sad for a while. Interesting. Mm. Like, am I feeling sad? sadness that I'm not noticing or like is something wrong that I'm not paying attention to or suddenly I'm like interesting like they're really jagged on the side oh my my style changed right here I wonder why or like oh I started to play at this moment I think seeing those things I don't try to make it mean too much in general I just think it's fun to flip through and I can see over time where patterns move or even because in my like it list I'll also I'll often write down people that I'm enjoying like that week, sometimes I'm like, oh, right, I want to reach out to this person. So sometimes it'll prompt me to just do another action. So I see those over time. I love looking for those kinds of patterns. I don't spend a lot of time doing it, but every time I do kind of look back or notice, it's valuable. Mm-hmm. I, I love that part of it. Have you noticed any personal patterns that surprised you or that were interesting? I think for me, what has come up is, so I've been using planners since college and journaling since I was seven or eight and like consistently for like I do morning pages, which is an exercise from the artist way, which I think you're familiar with it. I'm assuming you are. I don't know. (laughs) Making assumptions. In my doing that book, 
20 years ago. That's the one thing that has kept with me. And so when I first started doing the morning pages 20 years ago, I lived in this huge room, like I was in college and had roommates and stuff. And I don't know how I won the room lottery. It was gigantic. So my bed was on one side and my desk area was like yards and yards away in this huge space. And I put my journal and my alarm on that side. So I had to like crawl through the room to get to my journal. And then it just became a habit after that. And I think that just sort of looking over the past 20 years is what has kept me consistent with that practice is that it is the first thing I do. So, and then a couple years ago, I did a habit tracker about my morning pages to see what the, just get some information. And I'm do my morning pages Monday through Friday, and I don't Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, okay, well, that's consistent. And that's fine with me allows me to get stuff out of my head and serves a purpose. And so now, like, I don't really think about it. It's what's working. But also in 20 years of using planners and journals, I noticed that like, things will come and go and there'll be a planner for a particular time that serves that time in my life. And it's okay if that goes away and makes room for something else. So I think that what is interesting to me brings me more joy is just sort of giving myself time to reflect on what is working and what isn't working and then allowing myself to change it when I need to rather than feeling I should be doing this or I should be doing that or like feeling rigid in my structure. After 20 some years of doing this, I know that it's going to work out and I'll make space for it however I need to. That flexibility is what keeps me doing it as well. So I haven't been doing it as long. I've only been doing it, I don't know exactly, five, six years, something like that. But I was finding the reason I started, because I would not have said, I also do it first thing in the morning. I have tried morning pages. I It's hard for me to write. I think it's typically like you write three full pages. I lose steam at half a page or three quarters of a page. I'm way more of an abstract, like I need to do lots of different things. And it took me a little while to figure it out. But the reason I even started was because I realized I was waking up every day like ugh, like with drudge. Mm-hmm. I have to drag myself through life again with sort of the mood of waking up in the morning. And I was like, I can't, this can't be it. This isn't how my day is going to start every day. And I didn't quite know what to do do. I just started trying little things. Like, I mean, I started with stuff like, okay, I'm going to make my coffee station more appealing. I'm going to try like putting out a pretty, like I have a pretty tray there. And like, I started kind of just stuff that I was already doing like, oh, I get coffee first. So maybe I can make this better. And then I just started adding thing. And I was like, well, if I get up 10 minutes earlier, I could just sit and drink the coffee without having to actually do anything. And I was like, well, I'm sitting in a chair. What if I tried journaling? I just slowly incrementally added over, honestly, it took a couple years. And I was like, and I've added, now I'll add a daily drawing. I have like an hour morning journaling time now. That's all by myself that I've built over time. That does shift. Like I was realizing the reason I reached out to you because I had noticed that I was getting, like my pages in the morning weren't getting filled in. And I was like, oh, something's wrong. Like this isn't, nothing's wrong. I just like some part of me wants this to be different. And I need to figure out what that is. And I think just that part's kind of fun. Like I want to invite that change when it shows up for me. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that that's one part for me is not making it like a rigid thing, but making it a a partner in like getting to know myself every day. I know they can have different purposes. Some of them are for more planning or scheduling. 
But actually, this is perfect for the next bullet, which your bullet is planners invite a sense of playfulness and whimsy. How does it do that for you? For me, this planners, when I first started using them, we'll talk a little bit more about this later. Like I would pick ones that were pretty, like that was my primary goal. Um, And so just like having something pretty to look at was really like whimsical for me. Like it was you know, I was in college doing, you know, making sure I was tracking my assignments and da da da. And so to be able to pull out something that was really beautiful to look at sort of balanced the like, okay, I'm checking off this to do what that has turned into this year is just sort of like a surprise to me. So in most planners, there's like a monthly layout page where you see the whole month on one, like a one or two page spread. And in the past, for me, they have just sort of like, stayed blank. They, I would try putting like, oh, this bill is due here or birthdays, things like that, but I would never really use them. And then in the past three or four months, I started just like putting washi tapes and I'm not much of a sketcher, but just like, you know, fun things that were going on, things I good things that had happened that day. If it was just like one word, like <laughs> pictures of our stickers of Yungi when we went to D-Day, those type of things. And now looking at those monthly pages brings me so much joy because they're just like full of color and they're my place to just get really playful with my stickers because that's not what I want my weekly layouts to look at, look like. So I appreciate having a spot in my planner that is really fun and colorful and brings me a lot of like visual joy, but then balancing it with the like, this is what I need it to do, hold my to-dos and my appointments and things like that. Yeah. I So I use, it's interesting, I use my daily and my monthly a little bit not quite opposite, but kind of. So I do a lot of playing on my daily journal planner page. So I don't do a lot of actual planning. My schedule is not there. My to-do lists are not there. I write and just like dump things out of my head. And I, like I said, I do my lists. And then I actually put washi tape. I use markers. I bought, I got these brand new dot markers. So depending on how heavy you push them, they make polka dots. I like I've done some crazy polka dot pages, but I will put washi tape stickers, markers right over the top Mm -hmm. of my writing. It gets very messy. I would not say that for the most part, they are aesthetically pleasing, but what it does do is it just lets me like goof around. These aren't for anyone's consumption. They're just for me to like play with color and shape and like my washi tapes have different patterns and I can just make a ridiculous number of dots in the morning. And when I, again, kind of flipping backward, my life just kind of looks happy. Mm, I love that. <laughs> That's so neat. <laughs> Yay, planner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then I use my monthly page completely differently. So I actually write down times I spent with other people like this connecting with you will end up on my monthly calendar. If I have a long phone call with someone that will go there. If I have I don't know, any meet someone for coffee, I put it on there. I don't put it ahead like this is coming. I put it after I've done it. And it helps me because I have this old story in my head that I'm navigating the world alone. And all I have to do is flip back through my monthly calendar. And I'm like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not true. That's just a story I tell myself. I'm not, that's not at all true. I'm connected to other people all the time. So it's another I do it very specifically based on people and I just use that. I didn't quite do that on purpose. It just sort of happened. 
And I was like, oh, I love this. This is a thing. And I can just go straight there where I'm like, this is the actual truth. This is my real life. The stories that happen in my head are not always reliable. So I use it in that in that way. So it's not quite the fun page. Every now and then I'll decorate that page, but I lose I lose track of that one for sure. Yeah. I encourage my clients sometimes to do that too. Like if there's a story that's just like playing in their head or, you know, oftentimes like depression is a big liar. And so if they can just sort of like see, okay, what was was I doing like over the course of a day or a couple days? And like, what was actually the feeling that went along with that? So if I you know, if the my brain was trying to tell me that I was too tired to go out or that I didn't want to or something like that, but then I did and I ended up having fun, like, unless you see that sometimes, you're not going to remember it. And the brain is going to continue to get louder and louder. And sometimes, like, planners can be really helpful for that of being like, oh, yeah, I had a great time. We had da-da-da. Here's, here's proof of that. What other things have you tried with your planners and stuff early on or now that has worked that you don't do or that like hasn't worked? Um, I think, okay, so my first planners, like I mentioned earlier, were these like really beautiful art photo planners that you could get at Barnes & Noble. I think they still sell them in some like incarnation, but the paper was super glossy and thick. So it was really useless in terms of actually like writing on it but it was pretty so I was like "Eh, okay I'll take the pretty over the being able to write it without smearing my pen (laughs) because at that time I was doing a lot of collaging and so I could like tear out the images Mm. and use those in collages and then just sort of got away from that when I wanted something that I could actually write on a little bit more easily and so then for years I used moleskin planners either the like week over I forget how it was laid out but like it had the week on one side and then just like plain note paper on the other side and I used that for a very long time And then there was a period of my life that I don't really remember what I was using. Maybe I wasn't using anything. And then somehow over the past however many years have found myself back in planners. The week layouts have always been my favorite just because I want to see what's going on. Since I started private practice, I want to see like an hourly breakdown of my day. So now what my planners look like is... Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday on a, like two pages with the hours. In the past, that didn't work for me because it was just too much time. I didn't really need that much information in terms of what I was doing in a day. I just needed to know that I had to go to the doctor or because work was just like nine to five. It was a given. I didn't need to put that in my planner. Now my hours are specific, but I don't always see the same clients every week. And so it fluctuates in that like chunk of time that I have specified for my work day. So it's helpful to see what I'm looking at over the next week. And so it may change again in the future, but that's what's working for me right now. I found this planner early on called Evo Planners, and they actually acknowledge that people approach planning differently based on either what you need, but mostly for them, they think it's kind of a brain style. So there's like concrete thinkers, there's abstract thinkers. So you they have this quiz online that you can take about what you need or what you want. And then in the end, their daily page is geared toward how they 
have assessed your thinking style. So for certain thinking styles, there's a time-based thing. Like basically, here's your day. Here's your to-do. And you break it down by time because some people, that's helpful. And then depending on other thinking styles, they they categorize it. Like here's the things I need to do for my work. Here's the things I need to do for myself. Here's what I need to do for my family. And then other ways where they're a little bit differently is they'll say, what time are you going to carve out fun today? And then for other people, it's like, what are you going to do to carve out fun today? And so people approach things differently or like it works for them in a different way. And so they've got, I think, four different styles of daily planners based on how you know they've categorized folks from concrete to abstract and then like structured to more loose. I don't know exactly how it works. And they've got fun names like adventurer and oracle and you know all of them make you feel good no matter where you land. But those were pretty cool. I started there for a long time. It turned out after I did that for a while, I got more and more abstract. I was like, I actually want less input from the planner and more just boxes. And in fact, the thing I'm going to go to next is just boxes with nothing on it, but the boxes are laid out in a weird way. So I'm excited to see what that does for me. And that is, by the way, one of the planners. Well, it's close. You recommended that line of planners. And then I found this one. So the PowerPoint was a success. Would you consider yourself a planner ambassador? And how much are you out proselytizing these days? I, so I have zero chill about the things that I love. And they inevitably will be brought up no matter if you want to hear about them or not. I also recognize that what works for me doesn't work for everybody. So I have zero like skin in the game, as they say, if somebody is like, no, it doesn't work for me. It's like, okay, then you know yourself. And that's awesome. Like, kudos to you for knowing that you are not somebody that can have a planner. I just see the benefit of it. And it's something that I literally spend a lot of time thinking about listening to like, I just watch planner videos on YouTube, all the time and listen to planner podcasts. Like it's something that I'm really interested in and how people use that time and space. And like the goal setting aspect isn't really my jam. But it's something that I'm sort of like, dipping my toe into of like, I have I've always been super goal driven, but I'm not really good with like detail and analytics. Like if you've ever taken Gallup String Finder, analytical is my 34th strength, which is the very last one. So (laughs) so I'm not going to analyze things. I'm going to go with my gut. But all that said, like, I think it should be something that you get curious about and try to find what you like. So that's where I don't know if I spend a lot of time proselytizing, but I'm like, "Mm, maybe you should try this planner or like, what do you need in a planner? What works for you? What doesn't? How can I help you find a planner that works for you? Yeah, I don't I don't spend a lot of time proselytizing planners either, even though I kind of feel like I should. I do feel like it's a bit life changing. I am getting to the point where I'm like, why am I holding some of these things back? And I know why. I respect the people around me. Just like what you just said, I don't need people to love what I love. But at the same time, I do wonder if I've hit the holy grail on some stuff and I'm just like not mentioning it to folks. And I'm like, sorry, I, like, I'm like i not meaning to hold back this amazing thing. Like <laughs> That's not my purpose. I will say I for folks, so we can get into some concrete kind of suggestions for people if they want to get started, if they want to try different things. 
I was thinking about this this week because I, you know, I was looking for my own new planner and I saw this one on one of the websites you sent and it was actually just a little blank planner. It's about the size of a deck of cards. And I think maybe you write, it was undated. Maybe you just write the date at the top and there was nothing else guiding it. Just like a little blank planner that's tiny. And I just thought even if someone started there writing anything, you could be like, I'm going to choose every day to write either a circle, a square, or a heart. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to put it next to either my coffee or my bed, or I'm going to just write a word, any word. Maybe one day I write brave, and then the next day I write candle. I don't know. And then after a while, like you look back and just be like, what did I jot down? And maybe it builds into something more where you add a few more thoughts. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just this small thing that you do every day. I feel like even there you can see patterns of yourself that I think would be really fun. Like I was just like, I kind of want to do that. Like if I had a choice every day between, I don't know, I made this up. It's very random, but like a circle, a triangle and a heart. I feel like I'd choose heart every day, but I don't know that for a fact. But even if I did, I would love a little book of hearts that I drew every day. Like that seems so cute to me. (laughs) So that is my suggestion for folks. If you're just like, I like the idea of this, but planning's not necessarily for me. I think that's one easy way to try and reap some of the play, fun, whimsy pattern benefits mm-hmm. without a lot of the perceived labor. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it doesn't, a planner doesn't have to like hold your to do's, like you said, or your appointments. It can be a planner where you like, for 2024, I have three planners in, in my lineup, as they say. And one of those planners, <laughs> the intention, we'll see if it actually comes about, is to just be a home for the boy love dramas that I watch. Like, that's the only thing that I want in there. It may or may not happen, but then I can be like, ooh, like, I watched this one and this is how I felt about it. Doesn't have anything to do with what I'm doing that day or, you know, this the appointments that I have scheduled or anything like that. But it is a a place for me to track the things that bring me a lot of joy. You know, that just reminded me one thing I do. So my planner is a daily planner and then it's got a monthly page. And then one page before the new month starts, there's a blank page. And one thing I started doing, again, I did this sort of randomly. I don't always do things intentionally, but I started writing on the last day of the month, I write down all seven members of BTS and my current thoughts on them. So it could be stuff they did that month. It could just be my feeling as I'm getting to know them. So I'm coming up on the one year, roughly in a couple of weeks, anniversary of being full army of being just a full all heart fan of BTS. And so over that time, I think every month I've written down, like early on, I was like, I think Jen, I'm like, this man is a puzzle. I don't understand him at all. And then like the next month, I'm like, okay, like I've watched a little bit and I'm like, interesting, like very funny. Like they're just tiny two sentences at the most, all seven. And then I actually have myself as the last one. I have all of them and me. And then I write a little comment on myself in the same style. So I'll be very curious. I've not gone back and like looked at them in order. I do this every single month. I didn't even... Until this moment, I didn't realize that was a, I mean, obviously I realize it. I do it every month, but like I've been doing it, I think all year. I'm I'm like very excited to read it at the end of the year now. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that I give myself a chance to try something and then if it doesn't work, I don't like get upset. Like for a while I was trying to read, write a haiku every day and 
it was fun and I love the practice, but it just wasn't something that I could like figure out how to work into my routine at this point. So it's like, I really loved it. I want to go back to it, but this wasn't the avenue for it. So I may give myself some time to play around with it in the future. Like I'm very flexible, but because I also like to have things that I'm working towards, like I'm pretty like driven, If, but that's not even a good word because I'm not driven. <laughs> But I'm like, I always want to be working for something like either like learning or you know, anything it may, whatever it may be. I've always got something in my head that I'm going to be going towards the next stage. And I think planners are a big part of that. I love that. I think I'm just going to pull back in my little fruit pun because to summarize one part of what you just said is just like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to do a certain thing and then keep at it and be disciplined in some way. If it isn't serving you anymore, we can do it our perfect way. I was going to fit it in there twice. I might say it a third time. I don't. Perfect. It's perfect. This whole episode has been perfect. It's very awkward to say. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. I think we can wrap it up here. Thank you so much, Allison, for joining us, for my personal PowerPoint on planning for sharing all your thoughts and wisdom with all of our listeners. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for letting me nerd out about planners for a little bit. All right, everyone. I hope you find something fun to look at and plan any kind of patterns that you can find or places that you can play and connect with yourself. Until next time, I apple you. If you find It's Bananas appealing, it would mean a lot to me if you'd plant a seed of support by giving it a five-star rating and hitting that follow or subscribe button on the It's Bananas show page. Be a peach, share a favorite episode with a friend, and reach out to me on Instagram, at fruitmaven, all one word. 